0: Hey, I'm Bardiarez, and I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. Welcome to my podcast where I teach you how to stop drinking, how to quit craving, and how to begin the journey back to yourself so that you can transform your life. After a 14-year binge drinking career, starting and stopping dozens of times and trying everything in the book from AA to therapy, I finally discovered the key to sustainable sobriety. And on this podcast, you're going to learn practical tips, tools, and strategies to help you quit drinking alcohol the easy way so you can finally step into the next chapter of your life and begin fulfilling your potential. For private one-on-one or group coaching, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Barty Arez. I'm the Stop Drinking Coach, and I'm super excited to be back with another episode today. And in today's episode, I want to talk about honesty. Because if you want to stop drinking alcohol, if you want to embark on this path and on this journey, and you want to be successful, you have to get honest with yourself. And honesty is something that a lot of people struggle with right? And I've got this one clip on my Instagram. And it's like, you can sit here and you can lie to other people all day long. But, you know, you can't, you can't fool yourself, right? When you look in the mirror, and the person that you are is looking back at you, do you respect yourself? Is there a sense of integrity there? Are you following through on your word? Are you following through on the things that you told yourself you're going to do? There's something about alcohol which just destroys a person's ability to be honest with themselves. And I'll tell you why. It's because when we fall into a pattern of drinking, along comes with it, poor decisions, outbursts, outbreaks. We know we're falling short. We know we're not living up to our potential. We know we're not maintaining our standards and values. And then when we operate in this, in this way for weeks or months or years at a time, it ends up producing a substantial amount of shame and guilt. And that shame and guilt doesn't just go away, right? It affects you. It is weight that you're carrying on your back. And so if you plan on quitting drinking, the first thing that you need to do is you need to get super honest with yourself about the role that alcohol plays in your life. I say this in every one of my videos and in every one of my podcasts. Quitting drinking has nothing to do with alcohol, okay? It has nothing to do with alcohol. Quitting drinking is the process of coming back home to yourself and learning to develop the self-awareness and honesty around your mental and emotional state, the current circumstances and situation that your life is in, right? Like, alcohol is not the problem, dude. What the problem is, is your lack of ability to mentally regulate and emotionally regulate. And that comes from either childhood trauma or adolescent trauma or trauma that we experience at any point in our life, or it comes from you know our, our family environment, right? We're either modeling off of parents who also are emotionally immature and don't know how to regulate or also have uh, trauma of their own right? Substance abuse problems, addiction, maybe they were alcoholics, whatever it might have been. Um, it could show up in a million different ways from invalidating your feelings and emotions, not getting on, you know, the floor with you when you're three or four or five years old and you have this emotional outburst or you get scared or freak out or something happens. They don't get on the floor, put their hand on your heart and teach you how to regulate, teach you how to breathe, teach you how to come back to the present moment. Teach you and show you that all emotions are safe and that they eventually pass and that you're safe and supported and that there's love and connection around you, that they're not going to leave you. Man, it shows up in so many different ways. But if we don't learn these skills and then we just get hurried and hurled through our K through 12 system. And then, you know, we go into high school and we, you know, go into college and we become adults. And all of a sudden, you know, we're just, nobody addressed anything from our past. Now we're here with all this, this pain, all of these imbalances in our mental and emotional patterns, and then life happens. We get jobs, and we get married, and we have kids, and all these different things happen. And it's like, dude, it's just, it's too overwhelming. When you get too overwhelmed, when the human operating system goes into overload, then you turn to alcohol, you drink right? It has nothing to do with the alcohol. Alcohol is not the problem. The problem is your inability to mentally and emotionally regulate yourself. And the good news is, is that you can learn how to mentally and emotionally regulate. These are skills, these are tools, these are strategies that once you practice them over and over and over again, and you begin to understand the operating system of being a human, how your mind works, how your emotions work, what they are, what they mean, how they come about, their nature, it all begins to make sense, right? Like, And then you have to be honest with yourself and be like, okay, what is the real reason am I drinking? What am I running from? What am I hiding from? What don't I want to face about myself, about my psyche, about my past, about my current circumstances, right? You have to get honest. You There's no way you can do this thing if you're not willing to be fully honest with yourself. So what are some things that you have to be honest about? First and foremost, you have to be super honest about the pain that alcohol is causing you in your life, as well as those around you. So if you're a parent, you have to couple in your partner and you have to couple in your kids because th- that's part of your life, right? You're When you drink, it doesn't just affect you. It affects almost everybody in your immediate circle, people you associate with. It affects your employer. It affects likely the people around you uh, at work. Maybe it affects your family. It affects your kids. It affects your significant other. Um, it's dude. It's drinking is not a personal thing. It's it's oftentimes a social thing. And even if you are drinking alone. And let's say you're single, well, then it's still likely affecting your employer, right? In the way that you show up, in the in the, the effort that you're putting in or the potential that, that you have there. So understand that like alcohol is not a solo deal. Rarely ever is a solo deal. We all have family. We all have friends. We all have somebody in our lives who cares about us or is depending on us to some degree. Okay. So you have to get super, super clear and super honest about the pain that alcohol is causing you because it is ultimately the pain that will drive you to stop drinking, right? If there was no consequences to alcohol, if there was no hangover, if there was no damage mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, people would just keep drinking, dude. Why would you stop if there is no consequence? You could just hack your neurochemistry and make yourself instantly relief from stress and feel euphoric? It doesn't work that way, right? There's no free lunch in nature. There's a balance. There's a very sensitive balance to the universe. What goes up must come down. So you got to get super, super clear on the pain and you can't ever forget it. If you need to print it out and put it against your, you know, steering wheel and on your refrigerator and on your bathroom mirror, remind yourself of the pain every single day. Because what drives people to go back to alcohol is when they forget about the pain. A month goes by, a couple weeks goes by, a few months goes by, and they're like, hey, like I'm good now. Uh, Dude, I've been meditating. I'm chill. I can regulate myself. Things have been good. Look, work's getting better. I've lost 15 pounds. Things will be different this time. I can just have one. I'm sure it'll be different. You forgot about the pain, right? No amount of time in sobriety is going to fix a drinking problem. No amount of time away from alcohol will fix a problematic relationship with alcohol. And you need to accept that psychologically. If you try to get sober and you do all the things, you work all the programs, but in the back of your mind, there's a reservation that you're like, maybe one day you'll probably just go back. Maybe 10 years will go go by and you'll go back. Maybe two months will go by, who knows? But when you psychologically accept the fact that, hey, if I do go back to the substance, it will destroy me, right? Like once you know that, once you've developed the wisdom and the maturity to understand that, then at that point, you're making the decision. And if you make the decision after you escape the dopamine feeding cycle and you choose to go back, then you are fully responsible for what happens, right? You can't blame it on anybody else. That is your evolution. That is your learning that is that is where you still need to grow as an individual because you're not being honest with yourself. It's like having an employee, right? Let's imagine you're the CEO of this company. okay? you got I don't know 100 employees, whatever. One of your employees is just an absolute shit show shows up to work every single day late, you know, eats at his desk, manages let's say five customer service accounts, and is rude to all of uh, his accounts or her accounts. She emails them back in ways that are rude. He's doing things that uh, annoy the rest of the uh, employees, so it's damaging the culture. Um, He, you know, leaves early, right? It's like, okay, he is showing a trend. She's showing a trend of like poor performance and behavior, right? Do you think, if you go back to that, Uh employee and like give them better training and give them better systems and operations and make sure that they have better SOPs. And you even assign a manager to watch them and to check in with them. And then you do weekly meetings, coaching, and they don't change. That relationship doesn't change. Like to think that, well, let me fire this person for three months and then let me rehire them and maybe things change. It's like, dude, nothing, it's not gonna change. That that person, that relationship, that's that's how it is. And you have to accept that. That's the psychological acceptance, right? And if you're not willing to accept it, and it, it just lives in the back of your mind, and you're just hoping, just dying for this one employee to just come back and become a star employee, dude, it's not going to happen. And you're going to waste time, you're going to waste energy, and you're just going to be living in the shadow of this thing for the rest of your life. But dude, there's a thousand more. There's 8 billion people on this planet. There's another employee that you can hire. Same thing goes with alcohol. If alcohol has become this thing and it's ruining your life, like, dude, move on. There's more to life than alcohol. And I know it doesn't feel that way or that seems scary, but that's because you haven't developed the tools and skills to learn how to self-manage yourself yet, right? Like we're still operating from mental or emotional immaturity, like we're 14 or 16, right? Like a fully grown, mature, wise adult like should be able to mentally and emotionally regulate. Like that's just it, right? If you work through your traumas, If you learn how to reprocess your past, if you learn how to reintegrate that into yourself now, if you're able to use the wisdom and life experience that you have as a 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 year old, and be able to look back and reinterpret your past with some guidance and help and support, of course, and you're able to reintegrate that back into the present moment, and then you're able to expand your map of reality, and you're able to learn how to mentally and emotionally regulate, i.e., learn the human operating system, what thoughts are, what consciousness is, how you produce your experiences, what internal representations are, what submodalities are, right? How you can shift the way that you feel through different visualization techniques, through breathing, through different lifestyle and behavior um, actions. Like, dude, like life doesn't have to be as hard as you think it is. And for those people who think everything is super hard, is because they just haven't learned the proper tools and techniques and skills to manage themselves, right? And all of this comes back down to honesty, right? Honesty is the foundation. You have to be able to look at yourself and be like, okay, this part needs work. This part, haven't thought about it in 10 years, but I probably need to address it. This part, yeah, I can't keep running from this part. This self confidence thing, I got to figure this out. This self love thing, I got to start figuring this out. This catastrophic thinking thing, thinking everything is just a massive deal that, like, you know, like I need to catastrophize over. Definitely, if I want to have a good, peaceful life where people enjoy being around me, probably need to figure that part out. This part of myself that doesn't trust anybody and thinks the world is out to fuck me and that everybody, you know, is better than me or, or like has some agenda, probably need to figure that out. And then you just take a, an approach to where you educate yourself, and you read the right books, and you get around the right people, and you invest in the right coaches or mentors and guides to help you navigate it. Like something that we all have to discover for ourselves, and I've discovered this through my healing journey, through my evolutionary journey, my spiritual journey, is that objective reality—the world that you think out that exists outside of the confines of your skin—is. Objective and neutral. It is objective and neutral. Anything that is outside of the confines of your own skin is just physical matter moving in three-dimensional space and has basically no meaning. It takes a subjective viewpoint to apply meaning to it. So you think the world is this way. You think people are just this way. You think whatever you want to paint all these generalizations and distortions on your life and reality and what things mean it is all self-constructed based off of your past and your upbringing the early filters that you took on from your parents and the environment and your nurturing process and the things that you modeled and learned so like self-awareness is a major step here folks self-awareness and unfortunately like most people aren't really self-aware. And again, it's, it's not because they're worse, worse than, it's because they haven't learned, nobody's taught them what self-awareness is. Nobody ever taught them the human operating system. Nobody ever taught them anything about feelings and emotions. Nobody ever taught them about how to manage the voice inside their head. In fact, nobody taught them that the voice inside their head isn't who they are, but is a phenomenon that's happening that they can watch and observe and notice. And as they learn how to do that, they'll discover that the voice inside their head just spews like a volcano 60,000 times a day on average. And it ranges from the full spectrum of anything you can imagine. But they don't have to listen to it. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to follow through on it. Just because you have a, a thought that catastrophizes a situation doesn't mean that it's an actual catastrophe. Even though your body feels internally that, oh, this is dangerous. Oh, this is something that um, is, I should be anxious about. Doesn't mean that you should actually see it as a threat. Doesn't mean that you should actually uh, be forced to feel anxious about it. You can observe it. Like, the game of mental and emotional regulation is the foundation of all my teachings and the fundamental process of learning how to overcome an addiction. And it starts with being honest with yourself. So I would encourage you to reflect. What aspects of your life are you hiding from? Are you running from? Are you trying to actively escape? What parts of your life are you not being honest about? What parts of your life are you not willing to confront? Because here's the deal. Like, the alcohol game, getting sober, living an alcohol-free life, it's not like, hey, I'm going to hire a personal trainer and go to the gym and lose 10 pounds. You go for a week and then you don't go. And then your guy tells you to make sure you're tracking your nutrition and you don't some days and you cheat. That that whole system, that whole mindset, that whole lackadaisical at- attitude is going to eat you alive and kill you and spit you out. And there's going to be no remorse on alcohol's end because it doesn't give a fuck. It's an inanimate object that's being produced in the hundreds of millions of gallons per day, hundreds of thousands of gallons per day. There's always going to be more alcohol on the shelves. And if you get liver cancer or liver disease or cirrhosis of the liver, and if your wife or your partner decides to divorce you and you never get to see your kids again, the alcohol companies don't give a flying fuck and will continue to produce more and will continue to put it on discount so you consume more of it that's what you're going up against is a completely heartless fucking nonsensical poison that doesn't give a shit and so why do you keep going back to it simple because there's feelings or thoughts inside you that you have not learned how to manage and process that's it that's it it's not about the alcohol stop blaming the alcohol it has nothing to do with the alcohol start looking at yourself, shine the light within to identify what are my thoughts every day? How do I think? How do I talk to myself? What is my interpretation of myself in reality? And what are my feelings? Do I feel good about things? Do I feel bad about things? Do I get super frustrated? Do I get super stressed out? Do I catastrophize every single thing? Are my primary filters of life always looking for things to to, to fall and to break and to be ruined? Am I always looking to confirm my unworthiness? Am I always self-sabotaging relationships? Like, man, navigating the human experiences, there's a lot to it, there's a lot to it. And that's why I say quitting drinking isn't just about not drinking. But let me tell you this, when you remove the alcohol, it finally gives you space to begin addressing these things. And your evolution as a human being, your soul's curriculum, the syllabus, your destiny, your incarnation, this zero to 100 years old, whatever your name is listening to this, your blueprint is learning how to address those things. That's basically what you're doing here. Everything else is a fucking distraction what job you have, where you live, what house, car you drive, what you like to do, like all those things are just the matrix of this culture. Money, technology, like all these things are just constructs. The only thing that's real is your consciousness. Everything else is a distraction trying to keep you distracted from doing the necessary work internally to learn how to manage and operate your human operating system. When you do not know how to manage and operate your human operating system, then other people get to own it. Do you understand that? Other people get to own you. The alcohol companies own you, you're paying them, they're they're getting richer. right? The social media companies own you because they own all of your attention. Rather than you putting your attention on the things that are necessary for you to grow and evolve, and mature as a human being, so that you can be more resourceful and create the life that you want. You're giving all your attention, the 24 hours in a day that you have. You're giving eight of it, six of it, scrolling mindlessly, numbing, because you haven't learned how to manage the things inside of you that are challenging or are you perceive to be painful. But as an adult, when you develop the understanding of the human operating system. And you can go back and address all the things from your past that you did not have the cognitive capacity to make sense of. Therefore, you internalized as I am weak, I am worthy, I'm I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm a loser, I'm a reject. And then though all those things reduce your confidence, reduce your self-esteem. Like we're just like these, we're like these batteries. We're like these empty living vessels just trying to figure out how to manage the fucking stress. How do you manage the frustration? How do you not have a drink? How do you live without alcohol? Dude, has nothing to do with the alcohol. You have to get honest with yourself. You have to look in the mirror. And sometimes, dude, when people get sober or embark on this journey or realize their life has gotten unmanageable, maybe it's the first fucking time you've taken a a second to just breathe and to slow down and be like, all right, what are we doing here? I've got kids. I've got a partner. I've got responsibilities. What are we doing here? What are you doing? What do you think is going to happen? Like, play the tape forward. If you're drinking right now, you're struggling with alcohol and my these are helping you and stuff, play the tape forward right now, play the tape forward. Assume you don't get this thing figured out because you're too afraid to feel the withdrawal and some anxiety and some irritability and to have uh, you know poor sleep for a few days. I know, it's rough. We, we all experience it. But you can do it. You're, you're, you're a grown human being, okay? Let's, let's play the tape forward, okay? Let's play the tape forward, Assume, let, let's say, the thought experiment here, you don't stop, and your drinking gets progressively worse, okay? You're spending more money, the damage mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, worse, compounded, your relationships start to really fall apart, you maybe get fired from your job. In fact, let's play the tape forward. You do get fired from your job because I've got people who reach out to me and they're like, a lot of people, I just got fired because of my drinking. This is where you put the pride and the ego where you get honest. Okay. Play the tape forward. What do you think is gonna happen? How old are you? Are you 30, 40, 50, 60? How much time do you have left? Think about that. I know you experience some trauma. I know life may might seem confusing or something. But what do you think is gonna happen if you keep going? You're gonna throw. This life away. You only get one shot at being alive. For all we know, we might be the only sentient, alive beings in the entire universe, highly unlikely. But let's say that we are. There's only one of you, and you were born a few years ago, and you went to school, and you learned, you know, English, and you, you know, got a job, and you did these things. But then you basically just spent out the remainder of your years consuming poison, committing a slow suicide because you were just procrastinating against uncomfortable feelings and emotions. Dude, pain is real. Depression's real, anxiety's real. Those things don't feel good. I know, I felt them throughout my entire life, throughout different periods, so I get it. They're tough. But once you learn what they are, once you learn how to get through them, once you start developing confidence, once you start developing self-esteem, once you start loving yourself, once you start learning how to navigate this experience of reality that no nobody probably ever told you how, once you learn, you're like, shit, I get it now. Like, dude, I experience very minimal resistance in my life. If I have a thought about doing something, I just go do it. There isn't a a symphony of, should I do it? Should I not do it? What's going to happen? Like, I just take action. And it's a beautiful thing. I can stay consistent and disciplined. I got to go to the gym. Great. All right. I'm a little bit sore. I would really love to stay in bed, but I'm just going to go. Whatever it is. I record a podcast today. I was like, all right. I sat and thought about it for two hours. I was like, all right, what am I going to talk about? I'm not really sure. I guess there's a few different types of things, but I'll just... I don't know. I didn't think this podcast was going to be perfect. I, I didn't know. There was stress. What do they want me to say? What if I say the wrong thing? I don't know. Those thoughts run through my head just like they run through everybody else's, but it, it's not important. It doesn't matter. I just take action despite. And that's a skill that I developed over time. I didn't used to be able to do that, especially when I was first drink, when I was in my drinking phase, you know? But you evolve, you grow, you adapt, you become more responsible, you, d- you become wiser, you become more mature. You learn how to manage the operating system better. But none of that is gonna be able to start unless you're super honest about the pain, okay? You have to get clear on the pain and you, you can't be in denial about it. I know you like the euphoria from the dopamine. I know you like the stress relief. I know. I know you like to do it after work because you probably don't really like your job. I get it. I know. I worked jobs that I hated. I worked around fucking people I didn't like. I know. I remember. But the question is, how much longer are you going to keep doing that? This is your life. I'm not living inside your body. So I don't have to feel feel what you're feeling. I'm just, I've I've gotten to the other side and I'm like, hey, let me get you to the other side as fast as possible because I know what it's like to be caught in that cycle and dude it's not fun i was a slave for 15 years destroyed my family ripped it apart lost my dad lost the primary caretaker the person i was mainly supposed to like look up to it's fucked it's fucked all because you're not willing to feel the discomfort dude that's the game that's the game how do you quit drugs and alcohol basically just comes down to neurochemistry right All of the volatility in our emotional state, our craving, the pain, the anxiety, the depression, the boredom, it's all just neurochemistry. We're just organic meat suits. We're animals. Your entire experience of reality are just neurons firing in your brain. What you think is real, like it's, man, I wish I could just download my interpretation of it. It's all just happening inside of your mind. That's all. So learning how to manage your mind, learning how to manage your emotional state, that's all life ever is. Making more money, growing financially, it's just how you manage your mind and how you manage your emotional state and then what you do, the actions and behaviors that you take. The difference between a billionaire and somebody who makes 30,000 a year, they get the same 24 hours in a day, just the thoughts are different, the way they perceive their emotions are different, and then the actions they take are a little bit different. Not that different. They both probably sit behind a computer. They just solve different types of problems. It's all available. It's all possible. You know, quitting drinking is, looking back, man, (sighs) once you quit, everybody says, man, I wish I did it sooner. You just have to develop the courage to start, because you adapt. Life normalizes. You have to be committed to your personal growth. If you don't have a growth mindset and you are trying to quit drinking, not going to work, my friend. You have to develop a growth mindset. You have to have you. Ha- you have to want life to be better. And if you believe life can be better, then find somebody that you resonate with, whether it's me. Or somebody else whose energy you resonate with, whose interpretation of life and reality you resonate with, and hire them. Dude, I used to think coaching was like bullshit my entire life, like life, until I got around and immersed myself in a coaching environment. And I immediately was surrounded in very close, intimate relationships with people who were farther along the human journey than I was. I was like, oh, shit. I had so much pride. I had so much fucking ego. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. But like, I've read all these books and like, dude, I get it. I've been around the block, whatever. No. Alcohol doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't matter how much money you make. Doesn't matter where, who your family is, where you were born, where you come from. Once you develop a problematic relationship with it, it's an equal playing field. And so, somebody who's gotten to the other side while you still struggle doesn't matter how much money you make or where you're at in your life, you have to humble yourself. They've clearly figured out how to problem solve something that you have not yet. And that's it. And that's it. Right? Like you're at point A and you want to get to point B. If you have not been able to get to point B sufficiently on your own, then you need to invest in yourself. And you need to find a system. You need accountability. You need support. You need the knowledge and the wisdom of somebody else who is further along the path that you can tap into. And you need to learn the fundamental skills on how to manage and regulate yourself. Because once you learn that, life opens up. All of life opens up. Because if you can manage the voice inside your head and you can keep yourself feeling relatively neutral and safe most of the time or nearly all of the time, what can you not do? There's nothing you can't do. You have freedom at that point. You can take action. You can be consistent. Your mind is clear, right? You believe in yourself. You love yourself. You're resourceful. If you don't know how to get something, you can find somebody who does. You can connect with them, coach, mentor, whatever it might be. You can get involved in a community and a tribe who are all operating on the same wavelength, who are all have a, a common mission and a goal. You can feel the synergy and the energy of that community. Dude, you got this. You got this. If you're struggling right now, you can do this. I was drinking four to six bottles of wine a day at my worst. And now I'm the stop drinking coach almost two and a half years later. And um Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this was going to happen when I quit drinking, when my arm was mangled, dislocated in severe pain in the pool that I I remember it so clearly. I remember it so clearly. It's so vivid, so colorful in my mind, crystal clear in that moment when I was just in the most excruciating pain of my life, I had no idea what was going to happen two years later, two and a half years later. I just knew I didn't want that anymore. And I held on to something in my mind that said, hey, my life is more than just drinking. My life is more than just trying to run from everything all the time. My life is more than just feeling like life is just such a battle and a struggle. Like, don't you get fucking tired of that? Thinking that just everything is so hard and the world is out to fuck you and just... Dude, that must be exhausting. It is exhausting. So why don't you do something to change, right? Like, treat yourself like you're someone responsible for helping. You, you might have kids. You might have a partner. You might have work. Like, you probably have other responsibilities that you try to make sure that you adhere to. Treat yourself. Put yourself first. Treat yourself like you're somebody responsible for helping and watch what happens. Dude, it's out there, man. All the information, the tools, the strategies you need, it's out there. Your situation is not unique. Not unique whatsoever. I don't care what your past is, what family dynamic you had, where you grew up, who your parents were, how they treated you. There's at least 10 million people at an absolute minimum who have experienced the exact same challenges and traumas that you have. And who have developed a dependency on drugs or alcohol and have gotten out the other side with wisdom and power and light, who would be willing to share the strategies with you. But you have to make a commitment and you have to be honest with yourself. What is this thing doing to you? Play the tape forward and let it scare you. Because it's the pain and the fear of real damage, irreversible damage to yourself or to your kids or to your partner or to the people around you or to the one blessed life that you are gifted. You know, I don't know if you're religious or not. I'm not particularly. I'd consider myself fairly spiritual. I believe in energy and the universe. And there's probably some underlying organizing intelligence. I don't know, though. But It seems like all these crazy coincidences and synchronicities that I experience in my life maybe mean something. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm deluding myself and just making shit up. I don't know. But as you think about your life, consider the fact that you've been blessed with a gift. And I know it's been painful and I know it's been challenging. And I know there's been moments that, you know, you can't make sense of and were probably absolutely fucked up during your childhood or or at any other point in your life. And I know that pain is real and you you may have some anger and resentment towards it. But understand that just being alive, having five senses, being able to breathe air, dude, that is a fucking gift. Because before you were born, you had no conception of fragrance and the taste of pizza and the feeling of an orgasm and waking up after a good nap and laughing at a comedy show. Like, what a gift it is to be experiencing and sensing and breathing and alive. And we're just pouring fucking the devil's piss into the most incredible supercomputer that exists. When you learn how to reharmonize this system, life becomes so beautiful. All of your dreams can come true when you just stop poisoning yourself systematically. Why are you poisoning yourself? Because you're unwilling to feel the anxiety of the withdrawal temporarily, it lasts three to seven days. And then you're unwilling to work a program to begin addressing the past. Like, listen, you don't have to live in the shadow of this stuff for the rest of your life. I feel like I, I'm always talking about it, you know, because I'm this is what I do, and stop drinking, coach. But like you, you're not destined to live in the shadow of your trauma and your past for the rest of your life. But until you address it it will live there and it will negatively affect your mental and emotional operating system. And so understand the very thing that you're avoiding is the thing that is causing you pain. So just remove the alcohol, work a program, learn to reinterpret your entire experience of reality by reading the right books and resources so you can understand the human OS, the human operating system, get the blueprint for how mental, for for how your mind works and how emotions work, do things every single day that optimize the functioning of the system and dude, in due time, you're going to feel so insanely incredible. And you're going to say, "Man, I wish I did this sooner. I wish I could go scream at the top of my lungs and and tell everybody what's good with this alcohol deal." Just go like go through my TikTok, okay? Go through my TikTok and look at the the ones like, I've got this one video that's like, you know, I really fucking respect people who quit drinking alcohol. That's not to alienate people or to shame people or guilt people who are still drinking. That's not the intention at all. So if you interpreted that, just understand that that's not what it is. I made that video specifically knowing that it was probably gonna blow up because I, you know, I cussed in the beginning and it was a strong hook, whatever. But I wanted to call out all the people who got sober because they're like, they're the weird ones in society, right? Drinkers look at the sober ones as the weird ones, the boring ones, the whatever. It takes balls, it takes bravery, it takes courage to get sober. And I knew there was going to be—I was going to get tens of thousands of comments. There's going to be a lot of engagement of people who are who've gotten sober because I'm calling them out. I'm recognizing them. You know, I respect them. Awesome. Doesn't mean I don't respect people who drink. It just means I—I I respect. I want to call them out and recognize that. But if you go through those comments on that video, you will see not a single person who has gotten sober and is like over six months or over a year, every single one of them say it was the best decision of my life. So if you are struggling right now, understand that, again, you are not unique, although you f- want to think that you're unique. You you think you're so like you're, you're, your case is different, but the withdrawals hard, tough for me. I get really overwhelmed. Trust me, my kids, they're the frustration level, off the charts. You're not unique. We all felt the stress. We all felt the craving. We all felt the frustration. Even though you and I look different, different skin color. I got black hair. You got brown hair. I'm a man. You're a woman. You're a man. I'm a man. Like Whatever it is, whoever's listening, even though we look different on the outside, the fundamental you know, like template of psychology and the emotional system is basically the same for all of us. We look different, but the inside is kind of the same, you know? Sure. We're at different plates in our evolutionary journey, but like, we all feel the pain. We all feel the discomfort, you know? So go through that and just look at, just there's light at the end of the tunnel there. You just have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to be honest with yourself and accept like, dude, this shit, this alcohol deal, it doesn't work for me anymore. It was a useful strategy when I was a teen or in my 20s or maybe even in my 30s, but the strategy does not work anymore. Instead of polishing off a beer or out or whatever wine because I'm frustrated with my kids or I've had a long day at work, you gotta learn to self-regulate. That's it. And you'll find that it, over time it's just as effective at making you feel okay. And then once you get really good at it, life stops being a catastrophe. Very little things actually make you budge because you just, you get it. You wake up, you develop the maturity, you've seen these things before, you understand these things before, you've met these type of people before, you've been in that type of situation before, You trust yourself. When you work the type of program that I lay out for you, it develops a tremendous amount of self-confidence and self-esteem. You build self-respect. All those things get tarnished and diminished. When most people are approaching this journey for the first time, they're including myself. My confidence was at an all-time low. Self-esteem, no self-worth. My integrity, non-existent. My self-respect, pretty low. But when you work the right type of program and do the right things that optimize the dysregulation, and you begin to take a higher vantage point, you begin to understand the experience of being alive from a 10,000 foot view, you're like, oh, all right, I get it now. It's fine. We got the tools. We can get through it. We got the network. We got the coaching. We got the support. I've got all the tools on my tool belt. And so it's possible, but it starts with being honest. So I'm going to leave it at that. Hopefully this episode was helpful for you I appreciate you listening. If you've enjoyed this, I would really appreciate if you would leave a five-star review on whether it's on Spotify or on Apple. On Spotify, I think you can just leave a five-star review. On Apple, you can leave a five-star review and a comment. Um, I'd really, really appreciate it. Share it with somebody you know. And um, yeah, I will see you in my next episode here on TikTok. Um, I've been going live more frequently. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys soon. If you guys want to work with me directly, I've got a 90 day program with ongoing support after once we work together, you get access to my community for life. I'm always growing. I'm always growing, so as I'm growing, I give all my growth back to my clients and into my community. So I have my own coach that I work with, I'm constantly investing myself, I'm constantly reading books, better understanding addiction, better understanding consciousness, better understanding self-regulation techniques. I'm constantly learning, digging into my spirituality, deepening my connection, developing more confidence, like whatever it is that I need to do to better myself, it's all being poured back into my community. So understand that like, if you feel in energetic alignment, to the way that I communicate, it must mean something important because not everybody is attracted to my vibe and style. A lot of people are, but if you feel something, there's something there, right? Like my life has worked out in a profoundly weird way to lead me to be doing this work. Like every relationship that ever went south, every other opportunity that didn't work out, every, everything was perfectly timed and divinely orchestrated for me to be here as a stop drinking coach. So if you feel an energetic tether to me, it's probably for a deeper reason that you and I can't explain. Maybe it's a soul contract. Maybe we agreed to it before we came to earth. I don't know. I don't really know if I even believe in that stuff, but it seems interesting. I don't know. So visit my website, www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com. Go through it and go to the bottom. I've got tons and tons of testimonials and screenshots of clients inside my community and their experience working with me. So appreciate you listening and I will see you guys in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review and share it with your friends or someone you know who might be struggling with alcohol. And if you feel like you're ready to finally transform your relationship with alcohol, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. I offer private one-on-one and group coaching to make letting go of alcohol easier and more sustainable than you ever thought possible. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.